Hey everyone, welcome to episode 94 of Something Worth Thinking About. My name is Randy Todd and I welcome you to today's podcast as we prepare for Thanksgiving Day in America because I want to remind us that for every follower of Christ Jesus our Lord, every day is to be Thanksgiving Day. It is God's will in Christ Jesus for us that we give thanks to God in all circumstances. But if we are not careful, we will find ourselves getting sucked into the overwhelming anxiety, negativity, and pessimism of our age that breeds this constant complaining that we find ourselves being bombarded with everywhere we look. But with God's help, we can resist the spirit of complaining. With God's help, we can let every day be Thanksgiving Day. Our scripture reading today is Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. Let's hear the word of God together. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is our calling in Christ, and this is what we all want to know and to experience. We want to be joyful. We want to be thankful. We want gratitude to just rise up and live in our hearts and drive everything that we're about. But if we're not careful, we will find ourselves spending more and more time griping and complaining about all of the little things that annoy and frustrate us so much so that we'll find ourselves spending more time griping, grumbling, and complaining than we do in giving thanks to God for all the amazing things God is doing for us, as well as not giving thanks to the people in our lives that are doing so much for us. And instead of saying thank you for what they're doing, we might find ourselves being critical and complaining about the things about what they're doing that aren't exactly the way we want them to be. They don't suit us uh, exactly in the way that we prefer that they would be done. So what I want us to do today, my hope and prayer is that our eyes will be opened and that we will recognize the danger in this, this pattern of behavior. 
If you haven't read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 lately, let me point something out to you from this ancient text that the Apostle Paul wrote to followers of Jesus Christ, warning us not to make the same mistakes God's people made long ago as the Lord was leading them to the promised land. And I want to point out, if you read through 1 Corinthians 10, Paul takes pains to point out that their story is our story, to say that what has happened to us had happened to them. And he points to the fact that they were baptized just as we were baptized, that they drank the spiritual drink and they ate the spiritual food in the same way that you and I eat spiritual food and drink a spiritual drink as we share in the body and the blood of Christ and the blood or in the bread and in the cup of the Lord. And yet, even so, God was displeased with these people who had been baptized uh, in the water, who ate the spiritual food, drank the spiritual drink, and also that Christ himself was with them because he was that rock. Christ is with us. And so our story and their story is the same. And yet God was displeased with most of them. Why was God displeased? Well, Paul gives us four things that we need to make sure that we do not do what they did. And he challenges us as Christians to avoid these four things. Number one, idolatry. Number two, sexual immorality. Number three, testing the Lord. And number four, grumbling or complaining against the Lord. Now, when we look at verse nine in this phrase, testing the Lord, when we read what Paul is pointing to, we discover that what testing the Lord is about is actually grumbling and complaining against the Lord again. Because the Lord sent serpents among the Israelites when they spoke against Moses and the Lord saying, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable Food. This is the word of God in Numbers 21, verse 9. And you can see some inconsistency here. There is no food, and yet they also protest in the same voice, in the same breath. We detest this miserable food. So the miserable food to them wasn't food at all. That's how bad their complaining was. But let's, again, let's notice this. These four things, the examples Paul gives us, idolatry, sexual immorality, testing the Lord, also known as grumbling and complaining against the Lord, and then finally grumbling and complaining against the Lord. And so what we see here is that complaining and grumbling keeps some really interesting company, right? I suspect that very few of us would put grumbling and complaining on the same short list as idolatry and sexual immorality. And I, I suggest to you that this ought to give us pause to think more deeply about whatever it is we're going to complain about in any given moment. We complain about so many things. We criticize and complain about way too much, and we do it way too often, and we don't see anything wrong with it. Now, I want to clarify something for us here. We must not use, uh, we must not weaponize this teaching 
of we need to use wisdom in the way we handle the teachings of Scripture. So don't weaponize this teaching to tell people that they can't ever complain about anything. If someone has been mistreated, if someone has been wronged, if something has happened that is not right, it's unfair, it's unjust, there's nothing wrong with complaining about it. There's nothing wrong with complaining about injustice. Our God is all about justice. When something is wrong, when something isn't right, when something is unjust, our God is the one who sent his prophets again and again to his people to complain against them, to complain against their behavior and their conduct, and to demand that they change their ways. For example, consider the words of God in Isaiah chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. When you stretch out your hands, God says to his people, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen because your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. God complained. God protested against the unjust behavior, the evil ways of his people. And whenever things are wrong and unjust, our God wants to, he wants us to make it right. And whenever things are wrong and unjust today, you and I should join our God in pointing this out and calling for change. This kind of complaining is good. Not all complaining is the same if we are allowing ourselves to see protest and call for change as complaining. But again, if we just come back to the spirit of our age, far too much of our complaining in life is just as petty as the complaints of the Israelites who simply did not like the way things were getting done. They complained against Moses. When they complained against the Lord, instead of giving thanks for God's salvation from the tyranny and oppression of slavery in Egypt, instead of giving thanks for the glorious future God will be leading them into, they complained about how God was bringing them to the promised land. Whenever life gets hard, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves making the same mistakes they did. And our complaining against the Lord will be in the same category, the same terrible, awful category as idolatry and sexual immorality. This kind of complaining is a serious matter. Now take this to heart. Take heart in this wonderful truth that the Word of God encourages us to vent, if you will, to vent our frustrations and anxieties of life to the Lord. Hear the word of God in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Hear that again. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Our God wants us to do this, to share with him, to let us know what is 
frustrating us, what's bringing us anxiety, what's troubling us, what's disturbing us. Our God cares for us and he's here for us. But even as we do this, we are not to test the Lord by complaining about petty and trivial things. We are not to allow ourselves to get sucked into the evil spirit of this age that wants to complain about absolutely everything. So as we lean into Thanksgiving Day, and I pray that we especially lean into this glorious truth that every day for the follower of Christ is to be Thanksgiving Day. Let's hear again the Word of God in Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. I'm going to be reading it from the contemporary English version. Each one of you is part of the body of Christ, and you were chosen to live together in peace. So let the peace that comes from Christ control your thoughts and be grateful. Let the message about Christ completely fill your lives while you use all wisdom to teach and instruct each other. With thankful hearts, sing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Whatever you say or do should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus as you give thanks to God the Father because of Him. Thank you.